the weird thing was like back in January, I think I first heard about this and I was like, oh, you know, we're fine. This, this, you know, it's not, it's not here. We're okay. We don't need to worry about it. And then if you had asked me like three weeks ago, if I think we would be, you know, stuck at home and not going to school, um, like actual school, I would have said no way. Like, you know, this is not affecting us too much, but I feel like this all definitely happened super fast. And um, it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy how, um, especially like our school sent out an email saying that we wouldn't close. And then two days later, well, the next day, the governor said that, you know, schools should close until spring break. And the next day, teachers had to like scramble to get everything together. So I just feel like this all happened really fast. Welcome to Get Schooled, student stories from across Kentucky, brought to you by the Pritchard Committee Student Voice Team. I'm Zoe Jenkins, the executive producer. Gabrielle said it perfectly. This all happened so fast. These last couple weeks have thrown us all for a whirl, with schools being closed at least until May, events being canceled, and all of us having to social distance to mitigate the effects and spread of COVID-19. Today, on this after-school episode, we're bringing you a roundtable discussion from some of our team members talking about how COVID is affecting our learning. Do note that this was recorded on March 26th, so there's some facts that may have changed between then and when you're listening. Let's get into the discussion. Hi, I'm Emma Faluji. I'm a junior from Lexington, Kentucky. And today on this after-school episode, we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and its impacts on education in Kentucky. So I'd like to start off um, for us to introduce ourselves with a quick question. Um, so just in general, how do we feel like COVID-19 has impacted us or those around us the most? Like what sticks out to us all? I can start. Okay. Okay. Um, hello, my name is Gabrielle Dahlgren. I am a freshman from Lexington, Kentucky, and um, something that I think has impacted um, like my community the most uh, is, well, I mean, we all have to social isolate, you know, we, and especially like education-wise, we can't go to school, so um, I know schools are going to do NTI days, which are non-traditional like learning days and um, which will be online. And uh, yeah, I think that's what has impacted us the most. Um, I can go next. Hi, I'm Zoe Jenkins. I'm also a junior here in Lexington. Um, I think the biggest impact that I've seen, especially as a junior, is um, just with AP tests and end of course exams. So College Board has been releasing a lot of kind of nebulous stuff regarding what we're going to be doing with our AP tests. And so I know it's been really confusing for my teachers to try and plan what lessons we're going to do because they're slashing material and changing the formats. I can go next. Um, my name is Viesha Bramlett. I'm a senior at North Harden High School. 
I think the coronavirus um, has really impacted me being a senior and having the last moments that are supposed to be stress relieving and just last moments with my class has been kind of stressful as we're not allowed to like bond like we're supposed to towards the end and have our proms. Some of us have our proms taken. Um, just a lot of stress going on right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, these are all, I mean, really excellent points. And I think it just shows how much it's impacted um, all of us. I think for me, like just the overarching thing has been the um, sort of uncertainty of it all. Like I'm a junior right now, um, but I have like some friends that are seniors and like, they just don't really know what's going to happen with their prom and with their graduation. And like, these are little things, but like, when you think about it, like just sort of in our society and like just us as students, cause we're so young, like we sort of think about like almost our whole lives or like our whole education kind of leading up to these big events that we've like planned for. Like, oh, when I'm a senior, I'm gonna go to prom. It's gonna be really fun. And I'm gonna like be able to hang out with my friends before we all go off to college in like different cities potentially and things like that. Um, so I think that it's just like, it's just been sort of crazy how quickly suddenly all those things that we've planned for can just become like so up in the air and like even as a junior like Zoe was saying for me AP tests and things like that and even like summer programs that I've applied for like everything is just really scary and weird right now so um Chloe do you want to go next um the thing that stands out most to me is that like obviously all of our friends are stuck at home as well and like we can text each other and we can still like do all that but it's more like no one's like especially around where I am everyone's taking the quarantine thing really seriously and for some reason like a lot of my friends have like they've cut off communication not intentionally but like they just, they don't answer texts anymore. So like when you need help with a problem or if you even need to like text or email a teacher, like it feels like everyone extends the quarantine to social, even though like social, I don't know, like texting and calling, like they extend the quarantine to that. Like you're gonna like become contaminated over the phone. And it's just, you just feel weird and solitary. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we tend to forget like some of the social aspects of it. Um, really quickly, Chloe, can you just say your name and uh, what like part of Kentucky you're from? Just so we have that. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so I'm Chloe Montgomery. I am a freshman at Green County High School. And so it's around Campbellsville University and all that jazz. Awesome. Okay. Um, so we've talked about sort of um, how we feel like it's impacted us personally the most, sort of like the education aspects, like the more literal things like school cancellations and then the more social aspects, like I haven't seen a person that I'm not related to in forever, right? Um, but how do we feel like, and we sort of already touched on this, a few of us, but like just looking around at the other people in our community or even people who we don't know, but we know that it's impacting them in a different way than us. Like, how do we feel like it's impacted them? Like, what do you think are just other impacts that have been huge on other people, if that makes sense? 
Um, one thing I think that's a big impact is just kind of the digital divide of students who have access to like computers and iPads and things and students who don't. Um, and actually one thing that I found kind of ironic in a way is that my school sent out an email saying, hey, if you don't have access to technology, please respond to this online survey and so we can mail you stuff. And I'm like, well, if they don't have a computer at home, they're not getting the email. So how are they going to actually be able to like respond to that? And so I think just figuring out a way that we can actually keep in contact with those students, especially since the students who don't have those resources are often the ones who like need the most help from the school district, I think. I remember seeing that and that's like, I felt the same way. I saw a college board email that came through about like the plans for AP testing and obviously like that's all changed and you know, um, that's a, a big thing right now. But in the email, they were like, if you or anyone you know needs like, you know, <laughs> um, accommodations because they can't access the internet for our live test, then let us know. And I'm like, how, <laughs> how will they let you know? <laughs> Um, I think that's like just such the overarching thing about all of this is it's so unprecedented that no one knows what's going on and nothing makes any sense. So yeah, um, does anyone else have any like big things that they feel like have impacted other people besides themselves? I feel like um, a big thing that could impact people is um, I feel like with the NTI days, we might have to do more like learning by ourselves um, and just like, it's all going to be new to everyone, but if like some students are taught differently, I wonder if that will impact like how well they're doing in school. Cause if they can't learn well, like online, if they're not there physically, then they might not do as well. So that's a big concern I feel for like many students. Cause we don't all learn the same. We can't all learn through a computer, so. I definitely agree with Gabrielle that, like, everyone learns in their own way, and just using these, like, one or two, like, versions of the schoolwork won't always work. Like, you have to make accommodations, and you have to, like, give some people maybe more time maybe they don't understand it and like stuff like that but for me I think the thing that affects the community the most especially around where I live is that people around here we live in a rural community so a lot of them are farmers and while yes they're farmers like it was just like it's still winter or it was just yeah, it was just winter, and so they don't have any crops growing yet, and they're relying on the school system for a lot of their meals, and, like, especially adults around where I live, they always, like, they're always talking about, like, how people aren't taking quarantine things seriously, and that they're eventually just going to have to shut whole parts of places down, and a lot of them are just like, oh, well, don't, like, don't, come in contact with anyone but if they do that and they shut down the routes for the buses to take food to students like how are they going to get food because if the parents can't get food because they don't have jobs because they're laid off and they maybe they don't qualify for like certain things like how are they going to get their food 
And so it's it's weird to me because everyone's just like, oh, we'll pick this or this. What? But in some cases, it's oh, pick um, starvation or risk coming in contact with the coronavirus. And so it's just it's a lose lose situation, really. In um, Harding County, I worry that um, a lot of students where I live in the part of Harding County, it's like a poor part and we're like close to the base. So I worry that a lot of students are going to have meals and stuff like that as long as like if we keep on continuing and like, you know, schools make money off of selling meals and everything. So they're losing that money because the students that do pay for lunch, they're taking care of their parents are taking care of them at home. But the ones that do get free lunch, how their how's their food gonna get paid for, everything, and then childcare. Um, a lot of people still on base, even though there was a case on Fort Knox, there is still a lot of like childcare that's been taken out completely. They shut them all down, so I don't really understand how that's working with people, like how they are having their kids getting taken care of and. I don't know if they're going to get their refunds for childcare and everything. Cause I know most of those are like prepaid plans. So yeah. Uh, something I wanted to add was that um, not everyone can be motivated to do schoolwork, especially if they're at home. So um, that's definitely going to be a challenge for like parents and teachers, you know, getting, a lot of kids to actually do their schoolwork, um, especially younger elementary school kids, you know, first graders, kindergartners, second graders, like they don't want to do work because um, usually they don't have like a drive to do work since they're so young. So especially if their parents are working from home or they have to go to their job um, or yeah, there's no one really, like, there's no time to help those kids do that work, then that could be a big problem, so. Yeah, I think definitely these are all good points, because learning from home is, like, I mean, it impacts everybody differently, like, thinking about kids with learning disabilities or physical disabilities or things like that, um, it poses a lot of questions about you know these non-traditional learning days and where they can receive that help and I don't I mean I'm not I'm not an expert on that I don't know maybe they are receiving accommodations in some way that I'm not aware of but I think it's definitely a thing to consider um and especially like even if it's there the kids don't have disabilities if they're at home especially if they're young um and their parents are working because they have to stock up on toilet paper and things like that um then I think that's, I mean, that's a huge deal, which leads into my next question, flawless segue. Um, how do we think that this has impacted non-students in our community? Um, even, like even still with, from the education perspective, how do we feel like parents who work or even parents who don't work um, are being impacted by this teachers and having to cram and prepare for teaching their students and just having to throw away the lesson plan that they've had for so long, things like that. How do we feel about all of those factors? Um, I know for parents, it's been a really hard um, transition. Like, I, I mean, but my brother and I are both in high school, so my parents haven't had to have to do a lot. But like my neighbors, they have really young kids who are still learning how to read. And so, you know, you can't tell your kids who don't know how to read, just do this packet because they can't read the packet. 
And so um, I think it's been an interesting transition of these people who work full-time jobs now having to essentially homeschool their kids. And I don't think there's a lot that school districts have done to address that issue besides giving kids who can't read packets with activities in them that they can't read. So I think there's, there's something that needs to be addressed there with that. Also, like, I just, I mean, this is such a global thing. Like, it's a global pandemic, and it impacts, like, almost every facet of life, which is why it's so unprecedented. Like, even just little things, like, my mom had to buy printer ink so I could print out, like, some schoolwork, and there was almost none left at, like, Kroger, you know? Um, so even, like, little things like that, it's just impacting everything in our lives, including parents and teachers. So this is, like, kind of school-related, but also not... Um, but one big thing that like I've definitely seen happening is a lot of people are unemployed right now because they can't go to their job. And um, I've heard that the government is sending people who are unemployed um, at this time money. But I've also heard that the money doesn't cover enough to actually live off of. Like it might not be enough for rent, groceries you know, basic necessities. So people are losing their jobs and they can't really pay for anything and they can't go work. So they're stuck at home and it's just a big mess. Um, to go off that, what I've heard about the cost, like I think Andy Brashear said this today, that it's 12,000 for just a family, well, a person that lives, uh, makes under 77,000 a year. That's they get a strict a thousand two hundred, and then for every child they get five hundred, and then I think it's like a little less than like three hundred less than that if you make under ninety nine thousand, and then if you make more than that you're not getting on any at all. These are all really good points. I think there's a lot of perspectives to take with an issue like this, which is why a roundtable discussion is a good way to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean the financial strain on a lot of people and on just our like economy in general. Um, there's like a lot going on right now. And it's like, it's, it's this weird thing because you're like, well, yeah, we should stay home and, you know, flatten the curve and all that and like protect our population. Cause we don't want to spread it to other people, but it's like staying home is really stressing all of us out for a lot of reasons. So, yeah. So my next big question that I kind of want to just like back and forth this um, a little bit is just how we all feel about, um, how we, how do we envision this pandemic shaping the future of our learning? Um, whether that's like technology, um, or just in, I mean, just in general, how do we feel like an experience like this is going to change the future of education? I kind of wonder if maybe if we do enough of this and it works really well that, Maybe if in the future, when we have snow days, that they could be NTI days, so we don't have to make up like a lot of time at the end of the year. So that would be interesting to see how that works. Um, I'm kind of interested in seeing if um, students like take this as like they have to put in work after like the lessons and everything, like putting more work into it, and then more schools like that didn't have the NTI system. I hope they realize that it's effective now with this um, upcoming issue. And I 
hope it realizes to like educators and everything that um, a lot of students don't have access to internet and stuff. So I feel like they should not try to lead towards internet more and more on paper reliance. So, yeah. Um, I think this whole um, like pandemic is definitely highlighting a divide that we have just in regards to access. And I think a lot of schools are kind of scrambling to take care of that. So hopefully um, this will kind of emphasize why we need to make sure that everybody has technology at home and why it's not like a secondary thing. Like people need to have this stuff at home and we can now look back on this situation and say, this is why people need access to these, these um, I guess, tools. Yeah, 100%. And this actually, um unless anyone else wants to say anything about this, this leads pretty well into my next big thing, um, which is hopes and fears. So this is, um, I feel like this is a good exercise that um, the student voice team sort of utilizes a lot um, in like roundtable discussions and things of this nature. Um, and I think that it works really well to just highlight the general opinion um, among us from like all different parts of Kentucky, like we've said. Um, so basically it's, um, we'd say a hope for like the future, just a hope coming from this whole experience related to COVID and education, anything that we feel like we're hoping for. And then um, something that we fear, just so that the listeners at home um, sort of understand how this works, for example. So my hope is that school districts can look at this experience and not see it as like completely a sad thing, but as an, okay, we can learn from this and we can realize that technology is important right now and that not everyone has access to it, but we need to get there. And then um, my fear, I guess this is more of like a personal thing, but because there's so much uncertainty about everything, I'm like kind of scared that I'm just never gonna go back to my school again and like see my friends again face to face and like things like that are kind of scary to me because like I was telling one of my friends this like over text, but I just like, I don't, I don't have a teaching license y'all. Like I can't be homeschooling myself for the rest of time. I don't know how to do that. Um, and I'm like, I feel like when I'm at home and I'm like so leisurely, I just accomplish way less and I'm learning way less. And um, so that's just like a fear of like, is this the rest of my life now? Um, so that was just my, my hope and my fear. So whoever would like to go may. Okay, so talking about hopes and fears, I definitely think that one hope of mine is that while I do get to go back to school, that hopefully like we'll not necessarily take pity, but like realize that we're not equipped to handle so much work because in school, even they'll give you, I don't know, five papers spanning across one week and not like essay papers, but like little daily worksheets or like something simple. But then like now I have 33 days of NTI work and I'm going to go insane. <laughs> so. And then fears, I think, like Emma said, one of my fears is not going back to my school. And again, I can't teach myself forever because I can hardly teach myself this week. <laughs> like, I've put off doing my work for so long. And we have a deadline by April 3rd to get in 11 days of NTI work. And I don't have it done. So that's like, it's just, it's not efficient because not everyone works the same way. 
And then not necessarily my fear, but fears I've heard from like my friends who are both older than me. And like some of them are in college and some of them are just higher up in high school. Is that like they have projects that they had due that they can't do that like they don't have technology so they can't like send it they can't send a picture to their teachers um and then like the ones in college I had this one friend tell me that when she was told about all this that she had two days to move out of her dorm before they quarantined the entire school and they closed it down and so like you have to pack up all your stuff and what if you're not like what if you're not there what if you don't get told that you only have two days and people have had to leave like a lot of clothes there have had to leave essential items there because they couldn't pack it all up in time and it's just the whole world's in chaos right now and I think we're all kind of scared that we're gonna get the coronavirus but at the same time that fear is overweighed by like my life's gonna be ruined just because I can't do anything (laughs) So my hope is that this won't last too long. Uh, Like maybe only go till summer at the most, which is very hopeful because I feel like we really don't have any idea about how this could go. Um, I just, you know, it'd be great to be able to go outside and talk to people again. Um, but of course that's not like a huge concern because right now, you know, we really want to focus on making sure people are healthy and protecting everyone, especially those at high risk. Um, which leads into my fear, which is that this will get a lot worse and maybe last a lot longer than we thought it will. And, um, maybe we're not ready maybe this is not even the worst. Maybe this is just the beginning, which is kind of very scary, but you know, hopefully we've got this. Um, my, uh, I guess I'll start with the fear and end on a positive note. My fear is that, um, that we'll just become so, I guess, overly focused on this pandemic that a will be spreading a lot of, um, like I guess, fake news about it. I've already seen a lot of stuff about people saying, oh, if you gargle vinegar, you can like kill the virus in your throat. That's not true. Um, And also I'm worried that it will also overshadow any other work that different like agencies and organizations are doing. I mean, definitely this is the main priority, but I mean, there are things being passed in the Kentucky legislature that are just happening and no one can be there for obvious reasons. And also no one's hearing about it because all we're talking about is COVID-19. So that's what I'm fearful of. What I am hopeful of though, is that, um, I mean, if you think about it, this is going to be the first time in a really long time. The only time I can really think of is like World War II, where like the whole world was like going through something together. That's not happened in a very long time. So I'm hopeful that this will bring a new sense of like unity and connection because I mean, it's every continent and every country is affected by this and is thinking about it. So I think that's just another thing to kind of bring us together. Um, Along with Zoe said, um, one of my hopes is that we really um, like unify together. I hope like students like unify to like let their voices be heard everything and 
find solutions to get through this time and just learn from it like as a learning experience and everything and my fear is that people's mental health is going down and I'm worried about the ones that live in domestic like violent situations so that kind of scares me too so yeah yeah I think mental health is a huge part of this discussion and we touched on it like a little bit but yeah <laughs> um even like from not being able to go to therapy because you're self-quarantining or not being able to refill your medication or having a ton of work and you're like, oh shoot, the morning is almost over and I can't get out of bed because I slept late because I don't know what I'm doing because I'm at home. Um, or whether you're just like, I haven't seen a person in years. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself and my brain anymore. Like there's just a lot going on for a lot of people. Um, and it's like, technically we're all still in school, but it's, we're, we're home and we're quarantining and we're like, not sure what's happening. Um, yeah. So hopefully this will mean some good things, I think, um, because now we kind of all know, okay, it shouldn't take a crisis to get us to solve these problems. But we also acknowledge like, okay, there are a lot of problems and sometimes it takes a crisis to say, these are the ones we should focus on. Um, but hopefully in the future, we can take into account some of these perspectives, especially student perspectives, like all of your all's um, and mine, I guess. <laughs> but um, we can take into account these perspectives and just know that they still will matter even if hopefully this um, will pass. Thank you all for participating and bringing up your good points. I feel like we, we had a good discussion. Um, and thank you to the listeners at home for listening to our good discussion. Thank you for listening to Get Schooled. Please subscribe, share the episode, and leave a review. Also, be sure to follow the Student Voice Team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PC Stu Voice Team. Also, be sure to check out our blog, studentvoiceforum.org. Do you want to share with us how COVID-19 and social distancing are affecting you? Well, you can share those video and audio clips with us at getschooledpod at gmail.com or through our Instagram to be featured in future episodes. See you all next time for another episode of Get Schooled.